So, Crispy, talking about Series 12 today, aren't we? Oh, gosh, yeah, we are. We oh, are. God. We are. We're going to be mm. discussing a lot of things, but I think uh, our audience are probably most excited for the long-awaited chat about The Timeless Child, because we're talking about that, aren't we, today? Ah, oh, yeah. Wait, what? did somebody say Timeless Child? Oh, my, no. Are we going to get copyrighted? (laughs) I don't think so. Oh, I hope not. That's a risk we have to take. Oh, my days. I cannot believe you did that. (laughs) This is once again, it just upsets me that you do all these cool songs and there still isn't a three minute version of David Tennant is my dad. Roll the intro, everyone. We're looking Ah! back on series 12. Hello and welcome back to Who's There, a Doctor Who podcast, the show where two YouTubers talk about the best show in all of time and space, Doctor Who. I'm your host, Crispy Pro, and joining me for the 75th time, would you believe, is Troy Red Archer Live. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? How is life, Mr. Pro of the Crisp? I'm I'm all, I'm all right. Uh, yeah, just I need to say a few things about last week, I think. Oh, really? Should, should, we, should we put yeah. you to full screen? Have you got an important message for the audience? Yeah, I've got I've got an important message. Right. Don't adjust your TV sets, everyone. This is crispy. Looking at you all now. I've made a severe lapse in judgment. <laughs> Last week's episode was not a reflection of what this podcast is, <laughs> nor what it could be. We had technical difficulties up the wazoo. We had a fire alarm constantly going throughout the video, as you can clearly hear. In the podcast, Troy and I are better than this, and we will strive to be better than this. This is not the content that we want to create, nor what we strive for. This is an official message from Who's There, a Doctor Who podcast. Thank you. Have a Logan Paul setting. I am, I am blown away by that. I am blown away. <laughs> oh, crikey! So, last yeah. week was not it, man. We, we need to we need to just briefly address last week's episode because uh, bring out the ukulele. Well said, oh, Caddy. We're live, so by the funny. way, on on YouTube, so we will have yes, some live chat interaction. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly. In the recording session, I was sat there, and obviously, as we said, my, my head was not there. So I was sat there thinking, we are putting together a terrible episode here. This is this is a shambles. Yeah. People aren't going to like it. The amount of people who commented saying, your podcast is the best when you go off piste. We love the chaos. I think people have really enjoyed that episode, which is like really cool. Strange I'm to glad. us. Strange. Well, you said you thought it was one of your favorite recording sessions, so I don't know why it's strange to you. You literally messaged me afterwards well, like, that I, was one of the best ones we've done. Well, I... Th- for us, it was fun because the chaos is fun, but True. I don't know what people enjoy. So it was nice seeing the, uh, yeah, people actually enjoying it. Talking about last week, Chris, but yeah. look who just popped up in the chat. Oh, Venom. Venoms. <laughs> Venoms. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, so I, I, I'm honestly, I was really surprised. I think the surprise me was the, the length of last week's episode because I said I fully expected it to be like a, an episode that was like 45 minutes or something, but it's... We almost 54, made it. 54 21. It's like a standard yeah. episode length. I'm stunned by that. I really did standard not think. Standard stuff. Yeah. 
Well, we are very standard in fairness, aren't we? Yeah, we are sometimes. very, very standard. Yeah. Um, however, with it being a live episode, as you guys know by now, the way that we like to do this is sometimes the episodes will be a bit longer because we just spend a bit more time chatting. Although, we just chit chat. I said to Crispy already, I am sweating my, my proverbial off because we're in the middle of another heat wave in the UK. And the funny thing yeah. is, I'll say this sometimes, and some people will go, "It's not even that hot in the UK." Like, like for instance, about twenty-eight degrees consistently every day at the minute, twenty-eight degrees Celsius, which, like, in Poland, yeah. like, is like the norm. So, like, any like, yeah. like the the, the pe- friend that like, English English is just out the window already. My friend who's over there is like, 28's not that bad. That's that's all right." I'm like, "No, I am literally, I'm melting." Like, I'm not just, am I British? I'm also ginger and very fair-skinned. That is a lethal combination when it gets too warm. So there's that. Oh, that is so well, funny, dude. I was just looking it up. You could have made it it's sound the exact a bit more same, believable. It's the exact same uh, temperature here. Yeah, well, you know actually. what? Clearly the Aussies, the shrimps on the Barbies, are more acclimated to the heat. But I'm also sat here yes. in a snapback cap and a black T-shirt that is a long T-shirt. So I am just... I'm just going to be a puddle at the end of this. I'm going to be Heather from the pilot. He's hot. He is a puddle. He is Heather. Thank you. Hang on, Heather? Did you know I met Heather Crispy? Oh, no. Do you know no. we're coming up on oh, a year since that Pellways gig? Can you believe it's like it's like a year in November or something? It's mad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can they doesn't feel like it. It doesn't, it doesn't for me. It's, it's, it's a core memory, that. That is quite literally a core memory. So, Crispy, I yeah, think the best thing for us to do this week, we've got our poll... But I think we oh. should wait on that. I think oh. we should do a special segment. Can you get like a special bit of music? Just something sure. a, bit, a bit different to the usual. Just a little bit. Um. Uh. Just like a, a sting? And yeah, a sting. Anything. Anything. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to last week's episode. This week. You know, that's that's our oh. new that's our new our new thing. <laughs> Last week's episode. It's like, it's like uh, Harry Osteen Burks, like stars of Tomorrow Today or something. It's like no, we are going to just right. spend a very small amount of time talking about who the best showrunner is because I think it's safe to say last week we did not do that. Okay. No. And for anyone thinking, oh my god, the episode runtime is going to be insane. We li- there's literally no news. There is no the only thing newsworthy. It doesn't even deserve a ding. Is the Doctor Who confirmed Jasmine Finney was playing Donna and Sean's daughter, which I think everyone and their dog <gasps> knew was going to happen anyway. What? So Sp- actually, you know what? You know what? But I I put that out on my YouTube community. Oh, listen saying, to him. Oh, you know listen they finally him. they finally announced it. Yeah. And then how I got so many comments saying, "Wow, thanks for the spoilers, mate." Like, what? Excuse me? This One, is like, it's been obvious forever. <sighs> and two, they it's been announced by the BBC. It's so I'm funny to me. The, the same thing happened with Payday 3 for literally like years. It was officially announced. There were like trailers and stuff. And every day I saw people on Twitter being like, is Payday 3 real? And they're like, yes. And people go, <gasps> like surprise Pikachu. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you just live under a rock? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. Some people just really miss out on stuff. Like oh, yesterday's a soaker episode. I nearly cried. Um, I want everyone who's listened to this episode to make sure Crispy does watch the show before the end of it because I, we're doing a bonus episode. I need to literally find oh. out about spoilers. Um, Anakin appearing at the end of episode four because I, oh, I literally, I, I, shocker. My mom was like concerned for me. I was sat opposite on a sofa when he showed up. I slammed the sofa like like that, and then literally nearly started crying. And she was like, "Are you all right?" I was like, "No, no." I can't believe it. Uh, like after all these years, Anakin Skywalker finally appears in a Disney Plus spin-off. I, it's never been done before, and I can't believe it will happen for the first time in Ahsoka. That's crazy. Why have we got the cynic in the podcast with us today? My God! 
I mean, he was in Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it was like the only bit where he was actually Anakin was a flashback. Now it's like proper. And episode three, Anakin, he's got the episode three. I'm literally, I'm such a nerd, man. I'm such a nerd. So what we were saying is, oh, the people in the chat are saying, Chris, you watch Ahsoka, so now you have to. So I was thinking to replace our new segment this week, we just read some user comments about who the best showrunner is. Just to give a bit more time to that, because we were too busy with fire alarms and internet last week to really hone in on audience opinion. Sound fair, Chris? And then we will talk about series 12. Exactly, because believe me, I I said I was going to go at length about the timeless child when it came round, so my timeless child speech is probably going to happen today. I'm not prepared, but... Wait! (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm I'm just going to leave the room, I feel like. I think I'll just leave the room. (laughs) Oh, you, I, I thought you were going to leave it on. All right, fair enough. No, 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 no. It's a little recurring bit now. So, Crispy, we have 10 audience submissions regarding the best show. Shall I just read through all of them and yeah, see what they uh, say? Yeah, just hit me, hit me with some all good right. stuff. All right. Beetlewood starts off by saying, I can't help but go for Rusty Davies as his finales are the best and his writing is not as confusing as Moffat. What do you think about that, Crispy? Moffat's still the best. This is a great debate, isn't it? The Beast Boss said, Crispy Pro oh. is the best showrunner. Oh, I forgot to mention <gasps> I'm from the future. My bad. Oh, there you go. Oh. You got a good future ahead of you, Crispy. You got a good future ahead of you. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, not wait, a bot. Wait. So, oh. hang on. So, oh. the Beast Boss has access to time travel. Yeah. The Beast that's Boss a, that's a new uses development. the TARDIS. That's a bit of, that's a bit of lore building. I like that. We've got all these poles and we've got the Beast Boss with his TARDIS. <laughs> Who now has, yeah, the TARDIS. Interesting. All right, keep going. Not a bot, says Davies, because the Tenant era. Mm, Which I'm pretty sure is exactly what I said, so I'm glad that we're agreed. Mr. Scarlow says, RTD, he plans everything, and even his worst episodes aren't that bad. Series 12 is my third fave series fave. Huh? Oh, oh right, he's talking about series... Oh, let's mention this, he's talking about series 12. Series 12 is my third favourite series. Favourite episode is Haunting of Illidiodati. Underrated episode, Nicola Tesla's Night of Terror. And least favourite episode, Orphan 55. Oh my gosh, I'll cheers to that. Who was that? Not uh, bot? Mr. Scarlet. Who was that? Oh, it's Mr. Scarlet. Well done. Good job. You'll, you'll, you'll drink to series 12 being the third best series? Uh, all the other points. Oh, that okay, was okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Uh, Matt said, I'm sure it was fun to record, but you never really got going on Davies versus Muffet. <laughs> <laughs> we got a hazer. Everyone yes. down the hatches. We, we, there's we, a hazer. There's a hazer. Hang, no. hang on, Troy. Hang on, Troy. Who was this? Uh, Matt. Matt. You haven't heard what else he said. Do you want to hear what else he said? Oh, no. Yeah. Keep it playing. Keep it playing. Keep it playing. Okay. Okay. He said, I'm sure it was fun to record, but you never really got going on Davies versus Moffat. Some messing about in tangents or tech issues are fine, but it lost its charm after a while, and I wanted to hear your thoughts. (laughs) My God. I mean, I'll just take this gun, shall I? That's 3D printed for Spotify's sake. But shall I just take this and just be like... End it? Like what? Nah, I wouldn't go man? that dark. I wouldn't go that dark. Look, it's a very well, it's 3D printed point. man. It's not that dark. It's actually a bit wooden. Um, it's a bit brown, so it's not that dark. It's a terrible joke. I'm gonna sonic myself. All right, bye bye, Christy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm a um, doctor. You sonic yourself. <laughs> you sonic yourself. Uh, wow, that that's the harshest review I've got. That's why we're 4.8 on Spotify, mate. It is. It is. That is why. Because we have the mats out there who don't appreciate class content when mm. it comes their way. Mm. You know what, Matt? You should consider going outside and getting some fresh air and reevaluating your life. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh I fully understand. God. I get it. I agree. Oh I want to see surprised that there aren't more people saying what he said. I'll be real with you. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. there aren't more. I think everyone's grateful. thinking it, but they're too kind. Exactly. Unlike Matt. Matt, get a filter, mate. I mean, for God's sake. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 
I like to joke with you guys, okay? It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, man. Partially. Troy, so, anyway, Troy, Dan. Uh, hang on, hang on. I think, I think my new favorite thing is just whenever we have something, like, uh, apologetic to say, we just get this little piano bit. It's so good. <laughs> Crispy, I, I have something yeah. terrible to tell you. Something sad to tell you. Oh, gosh. I don't like you. <laughs> you just proved my point even more now, man. Okay, Dan said, Russell is the best showrunner. Juggling three shows before shared universes were really even a thing proves that. But I do think Moffat is the best writer. I'd write more, but Spotify comments suck. They do. You know? Yeah. Apple podcast listeners are struggling with the video. Spotify podcast listeners are struggling with the amount of characters in the Q&A. We all have our struggles in life. It's just it's just a big, big old struggle. Life is just a big old struggle. It's sad. It's really sad. Uh, Albie said, Rusty Davies purely for nostalgia. Basic answer, but I can remember the times when I was in nursery, not an exaggeration as well, watching his era on DVD. You know, when someone says something like that, like, oh, I was in nursery watching Doctor Who with Russell, it just makes me feel more conscious of my age. I'm like, Mate, I'm, I'm way older than you. I was only seven when I started watching Doctor Who, so I wasn't that much older, but it still makes me go, nursery? What? <laughs> I don't know how old I was, actually. Now that I think about it. Well, how old were you in 2010? Um, what is what is it now? 2023? It is indeed. I'll come back to you. Just take 13 off your age, mate. It's really, come on. I'm 13 then. There you go. You were 13. Or 12. You were Jodie Whittaker? Uh, Artie Jones Jody. said, I honestly don't think I can choose. Moffat is my favourite writer. However, Ross T. Davies masterfully oversees a grand story across his series. It's very, very true. I would say Ma- Ma- Stephen can have a pretty grand story across his series, though. I don't think that's unique to yeah. Russell. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Whereas Dillabill has said, RTD, Docky Who, Sarah Jane Adventures, and T. I mean, he's, he's written Docky Who, Torchwood? SJA, and T. Obviously, just mm-hmm. can't be bothered typing the whole thing out. Lazy. Oh, audience crispy. Disgraceful. Um, all these shows <laughs> running at the same time with series arcs having in-universe consequences. The companions feel well-rounded with family dynamics and villains feel like real threats. Yeah, Again, I, like, I agree, but I, I feel like it's almost undermining Moffat to say that he didn't have some of those things because some good Moffat villains really did feel like threats. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm backing off like... a bit too much here, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, no, well, I was I've about to back RTD because I think he nailed the family dynamics and stuff. I think he absolutely nailed that. Well, and finally, um, hang on. Uh, okay, uh... 342 billion, 82 million, 390,000 and 87 polls said, go and read our previous oh comment now. So I've just brought up their previous comment uh, for episode 73. And they said... Crispy, are you really Australian? Take this quiz to find out. So, are you ready for this? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. Mini, mini Let's quiz. Go. Do you want to get the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire knockoff music on? Okay. Do you remember Atmosphere? Atmosphere? Yeah, spelled like Atmos and then Fear. No. Okay. I don't know what that is. Do you see Papa, Papa, uh, Papadopoulos everywhere? Papadopoulos? I don't know what they are. No. I don't know what if that you answered either. yes to both, Australia exists, and so do you. Therefore, you are—you do not exist. Australia is a lie, and I am currently uh, having a schi- <laughs> I'm, I've got schizophrenia. Like you're just another p- of my personalities or something, you know? Oh my gosh! You're not real. I'm not Australian. I've manifested you as a, as, a, as a piece of my consciousness. It's not schizophrenia. Which one's the one with? Uh, it's uh, what's the name for it? Dissociative Identity Disorder. The the thing that Moon Knight yeah. has. You're just another personality. Uh-huh. I'm I'm Mark wow. Spector, and you're. 
what's the other guy's name? I can't remember. I can't remember the other Moon Knight po guy's Dameron. name. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, Crispy Pro is not real. He's actually a Red Archer live experiment. I'm just AI generated. They just hit 30k subscribers on YouTube, by the way. So, uh, can we get a round of applause oh, for Crispy? Round of applause. Round of applause, baby. Round of applause. Come on. Round of applause. Well done, Mr. Thank Chris. You, everyone. Proud of you. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank you very much. All right. I appreciate it. So there you go. We've got th- this episode already has more content on the RDD versus Moffat debate than the actual episode says Professor Evil pictures. Yes. Do you know what? On that note, we're going to end that there. Thank you for listening to episode yep. 75 of Who's There a Doctor Who Bye. No, um, I think that, yeah, it just proves, it just proves that our audience is better at this than we are. Yeah. Wow, you agreed to that. I'm not, I'm not debating that. So, I'm so, not debating I'm that fact. I'm surprised. Okay. Crispy. It's time for our yeah, favourite weekly feature. Hit that jingle, baby. <gasps> oh my gosh, here we go. Oh, no we don't. Whenever you're ready. And here we go. It's poll time. Hell yeah, baby. Last week, we actually asked you about the TARDIS, because I, I did make a joke, and I said, if they don't reveal the TARDIS interior by the end of August, oh. that would be why this Ooh. episode came out, episode 74. And we and said hashtag blame the BBC. Did. Can we get some hashtag blame the BBC in the chat, please? Uh, yeah, obviously hashtag, hashtag blame, blame the BBC. We love, we love you. We love you. Um, apart from the lack of marketing sometimes for Jodie's era. Anyway, so um, we, last week, I thought, you know what? We'll take this whole little... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. A package has been detected oh, in front no. of my front door. Are we doing this? <laughs> Are we doing Not this? Not now, right at the poll time. I can't even it adjust the last poll week. on the Crispy. screen. Stolen. 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 I can't... Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back to the crispy hour of power. We hope you're all doing very, very well. So last time this happened, we just listed off some various fun facts and I was reading something today that absolutely shook me to my core. Now, uh, where is the elevator music? Here we go. There we go. This seems, this seems uh, better. A freestyle rap. I don't know if the um, if the beat actually syncs to my voice, but we can try. I'll tell you a fun fact, everyone. Uh, uh, mm. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was doing some research on Google today. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. The uh, the fact that I found oh Troy's coming back oh okay uh, the fact that I found was that Torchwood were gonna have a musical done by the guys from ABBA okay cool all I heard was musical done by the guys from ABBA and I'm very confused as to what the hell just happened in the last two minutes <laughs> there's a there's a fun fact do you want do you want a fun fact I learnt today I, I was gonna do a, a freestyle fact. rap but I uh, I froze um, you froze the the yeah well, I was gonna do a freestyle rap but I I I, I couldn't do it I couldn't do it wow um, but I read today that uh, Torchwood was so popular that the two guys from ABBA, Bjorn, I can't remember their names, um, but they were going to do a Torchwood musical. Russell T. Davis had asked them to do a Torchwood musical. What? Yeah, it's a real thing. I can send you the BBC article if you want to see it. I don't think I want to BBC that. Look up (laughs) Torchwood... No. (laughs) Look up Torchwood (laughs) BBC (laughs) musical... And Torchwood, uh, Torchwood ABBA BBC musical. I was I was shocked by this fact. What? What? According to a new book, oh, is this in the writer's tale? Yeah, it was in the. Writer's oh, of course tale. it was. Of course it was. 
Benny and Bjorn. Boy. That's their names. Benny and Bjorn. There you go. Well, you know what. So anyway, I've taken my pa- my, the package in. So all done. So thanks, That's mom. good. Thank you for that. Gotta take mom. care of your package, blame mate. Mum. Hashtag blame, blame my mum. There you go. Blame Troy. That's the new. That's the new hashtag. Don't. No, her. we're not. She's lovely. No, I'm okay. cancelling that. I'm canceling so that crispy. Hashtag. Should we yeah, do mate. our actual poll now? <laughs> I love yes. the timing, man. I love the timing. Yes, so, of course. To follow on from the debate of should we see the, the 14th Doctor's TARDIS, I know there's been leaks out there. I know there's some cheeky little people been taking pictures inside of TARDISes and sharing them a few months ago. Very naughty people. Okay, If you share them, Crispy, then you're part of the problem. It no, is you. I didn't you. share them. I took them. Mate. You are the problem. It's you. Okay. Stop Taylor Swifting me I will now. do whatever I want, okay? If you want to talk about the unit helipad, I will talk about you being an anti-hero. Oh, so, unit helipad. We asked you, do you actually want to see the 14th Doctor's TARDIS before the 60th specials, or would you rather... Why is it ringing again? <laughs> I... There's someone else at the door! A different person! A different person! Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to apologize on behalf of Troy and myself because not only was it a few minutes ago that we apologized for last week's interruptions and antics but it seems to be some kind of self-fulfilling prophecy where we have interruptions now right this very second and Troy leaves it with me to fill he doesn't want to cut this out he doesn't want to cut any of this out he'll leave this all in I can guarantee that and he's laughing. He's laughing. He's sitting there watching this in the edit, letting it go by without pressing cut. He's left it all in. And I can respect that. And what I ask of you is if you could just stick with us, please. Uh, we are a good podcast. After the 60th, things will be different. But it's been dry. There's been no Doctor Who news at all. At all. What are we doing? I don't know. People are... Oh, here we go. Thank goodness. He's back. He's back. I had to thud my phone on the desk because I'm so annoyed. (laughs) What was it? Was it another package? It was two more parcels. Crispy, I don't know what the hell is going on today, but I am very upset. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Julia, Kate, I think this is secretly a bit and there's no one at the door. I wish it was, Julia. I wish it was because I would be leaping up and down. Taking in parcels, making me even more hot and sweaty than I already am in the middle of this blooming heatwave. <sighs> heatwave. Crispy, do you see this? See this? Stop bringing the 3D printed gun out. It cost me a bit of money for a cosplay and I haven't used it for a while, so I just like to make it practical. All right, hang on. Here you go. Your Series 6 loving back saddle like this. How about this one, huh? Yeah, that's a bit better. Right. That's a bit so, better for finally, me. So, finally, we asked you, <laughs> it's a 10-minute segment... <laughs> We asked you if, if we oh, get on more delivery, I'm ending on, the podcast. Hang on, Troy. Troy, sorry. I really don't care. We asked I've you if you want to see the, t- the TARDIS reveal before or during the 6th anniversary specials, and here are the results. So, the majority of you, as expected, said keep it a secret, which is the right call. I agree. I, I agree. He's literally leaving the room and, and with a box with him so he can pretend that he's doing a delivery. We're just going to not acknowledge it just to annoy him. So, uh, yes, on YouTube, out of 377 votes, 85% said keep it secret. And on Spotify, out of 33 votes, 88% said keep it a secret. So, exactly as I expected, people keeping it a secret for the, the 6th anniversary specials. I don't think we need that revealed before the episodes air. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's nice to keep these things secret. So, well said, everyone. Well said. 
Crispy, you alright there? Hmm. I Yeah. So no one no one wants it to uh, be revealed before? No, no. Well, I mean, fifteen percent on YouTube and twelve percent on Spotify, but we're not going to talk about those people. They're, they're irrelevant to our argument. I'm um, no sorry. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right, I got my package. It's all good. So uh, now we're talking about series twelve of Doctor Who. Okay, series twelve. All right, it's time. Okay, Ooh. I feel like I've been thrown a bit off piece because I've been up and down twice. I'm not in the zone anymore, Crispy. You got to get me in the zone. Can you help me out here? You want to get in the zone? For I want to get in 12? the zone. Can you get me in the zone? All right, let's go. Wait. Did somebody say Timeless Child? Oh, yeah. Baby, 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 you are the timeless child, the timeless child. Oh, tune. Yeah, Series 12, we're talking about it today. Thank we you are. very much. We are. Thank while, you very much. While you played that, my mum just messaged me and said, did you get the delivery? If so, thank you. So I just put four packages in five minutes. The poll was a mess. She just put, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> did you cut it out? It's live. It's, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> did you cut it out? I wish. I wish. No. I wish. Also, I will just say, by the way, you throwing the box over the back of your head was quite cool. I, I said to the chat, I was going to ignore you holding the package, but you throwing that was quite cool. So, back to our main screen. That's the intro sequence. There we go. I clicked the wrong thing for a second there. Crispy, I think we yeah, start mate. this like we do normally. Okay? And we start with a score. What would you oh give my gosh, Series 12 out of 10? Because we like to give a score before, and then we like to review it later. Okay? As a whole series, the good, the bad, the pating, that's not in here, but it's just what I want to call it instead of the ugly... What do you, I mean, I could have said the good, the bad, the fingers, but that would have been a bit weird. So what would you give it out <laughs> of 10? Troy, it's actually a really hard question for mm. this because I, I don't know. Because I think last episode we discussed that at the bottom of your series ranking, if you had to rank all the series of Doctor Who, you put series 11 down the bottom. Yes. And I argued I put series 12, but I don't think there's a bad season of Doctor Who in I think the that's, I think that's revival a era, opinion, and I don't, I don't think you, I don't, yeah, I don't think you think that yeah. either. I think your opinion so sucks. If I had to, <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's, there's some really, really good stuff in series twelve. I enjoy the, the opener, fugitive, even heck, even the finale and haunting villa. Diodati is like the gold standard of the Whitaker era. So, look, if I'm gonna have to give it a score now, I'm gonna give it. Oh, Six and a half to seven. It's in there. It's in there. I don't know. Troy? Okay. Troy's thoughts? I was thinking seven, maybe seven and a half. Because okay. series 12, I think, is the biggest example of very high highs, but also pretty yep. low lows. Like, there are mm. a few things I have some big issues with in series 12 that kind of counterbalance the really good stuff, like, as you say, Haunting of Diodati. And one of the lows yeah. is not the Timeless Child. I'm just put that out there right now. I think the Timeless Child is one of the most interesting things about the series, and we'll get there Absolutely. later. But I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think personally, there's a lot to say. There's a lot to say about uh, about series twelve. I think we're just going to get straight into it. We're going to get straight into it. Okay. Say it. What, what, what are your, what are your thoughts? Troy's thoughts overall. Troy's thoughts. Troy's thoughts. I actually was going to do a Troy's thoughts video on Starfield, but I never got around to doing it. Maybe I'll still do it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll just do what. Did you see that video that was trending of a YouTuber who, who literally screamed at his mic for three minutes because it let you pick your pronouns in Starfield? 
No. I'm not kidding. It's one of the people who was really angry about Doctor Who during the Jodie Whittaker run, so it's so funny seeing oh, him pop out and wow. get roasted for weird this. How that, weird how that checks out. It, mm. it really does check out. It does check out. <laughs> like, he literally screamed, because it literally, for context, everyone, just to mention this very briefly, just in case you you want to know about how stupid some people are, literally in your character crate in Starfield for literally three seconds, it's like, do you want people to call you he, she, they? That's it. And apparently that's enough for him to take his headset off and rant, literally scream so much that you can hear the blood vessels bursting for three minutes. No, I don't understand. That's people the average YouTuber Jodie Whittaker hater. And that's why I am so yeah. disgusted that that kind of thing was something I watched like three or four years ago. We don't talk about it. Well, I don't know why the hell it was. No, unfortunately, like it still exists. Like even when I put up the um, thing about Yasmin Finney on my community tab, mm. The amount of anti-trans comments I got, and I was like, "So it's so unneeded." I thought my subscribers were a bit better than that, and I'm hoping that, like, you know, this community post reached out further than the core 30k that we have. Yeah. Um, But anyway, it doesn't. We don't have people will be like that anyway. I post about them adding female characters to Payday Three and being like, "I'm really glad that we got a bit of diversity. It's not just all blokes." Like, why does diversity matter? Just put the best cast. Like, she's just saying I like this women. Like, what's the problem? So it is. It is topical that I mentioned that though because it was during. Series twelve that I was watching some of this stuff and it's yeah, yeah no, we're that's not an interesting we're not point. going there. Like, the, the guy who screamed my parents was one of the people whose videos I was watching, which is not. I don't think I've ever mentioned which, which ones I watch. I, I'm very careful about saying that because I'm hideously embarrassed about it. Said that before because it was just that was the first Doctor Who YouTube content I saw. I didn't even realize there was a big group of stuff beyond that, and then I came across like you, you and other people. Me, and I did, and that's why I asked <laughs> you to be on the Redcast. But that's the thing; yeah, it, it's hate, hate content now. drives on YouTube. That's the problem. I saw yeah, someone talking about that on my Discord earlier about how people will like belittle Doctor Who to hype other things up. And I'm like, yeah, it's just because hate sells. So this this was a series that came out right in the midst of all that. Oh, it was actually it was actually a really weird time to be a Doctor Who mm. content creator during this time because Series 11 had happened and it was so different to everything that was before. It tried something fresh and, of course, it had a female lead and, you know, I, I, like... It was just the the uh, weeds had already sprouted at that point, shall yes, we say? They had, and so when this series was coming around, um, yeah, we had a whole gap year in between. I'm pretty sure. So, mm-hmm. which was arguably <laughs> was worse. Fun. Like, just oh, we yeah, talked about this with was... Moffat. Like, that the scheduling was not great. Chris Chibnall's scheduling was horrific. And I say what I said last week. It's not down to the showrunner. Like, so we don't blame no. him for it. We don't blame Mr. Chris for this. Oh, that was a great rhyme. Wow, I love that. But Bars. like it really didn't help. It didn't help the situation. And no, the problem you've got is like there seems to be this kind of con- like conversation where people go, oh, so because they tried something different, you can't criticize it. It's like no, you can criticize the era. Everyone has their problems with it. My mum has said to me that she likes Jodie's run, but she does think the writing wasn't quite as strong. Like she honestly, yeah, she said to me before, like completely you know, fine. <laughs> what if what if Russell had written for Jodie? Would the story be better? It's like they probably would be stronger. Doesn't make what hmm. we had with Jodie bad. I really liked her era, but like it's almost like it was like a hot potato thing where you couldn't really say anything without it just going into a massive argument. It's still a bit like what Doctor Who Twitter is like at times now, but yes, really absolutely. during series twelve, it was at its peak, especially when Orphan Fifty Five came out. It was just oh my oh my gosh, I'll never forget. I'll hmm. never forget that weekend. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That's weekend. the thing. Like I really like watching some of that at the time. I was like, wow, this really is the worst episode. I still think it probably is the worst episode. I've I've likened up to it a bit since, but I do still 
really hate the lecture at the end of that episode. It's which so can... impassable up until the last five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're and very again, on the I nose before, here. I don't hate it because it's a lecture because like it is a bit of an educational thing and they were clearly doing oh, what it's... William Hartnell did. Yeah. It's as I said, it's because it's Nerdcube mentioned it in his Doctor Who podcast and it was a really good point. Like it fundamentally misunderstands the idea of time travel in Doctor Who. Yeah, that, yeah, because yeah, she goes. Right. Your, we can talk about. We just talk about all the fifty-five. Let's just go into this. Let's get this one out the way first. Like I've all said right, it before. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can we get some bennies in the chat? This is the no. most appropriate time. Okay, this yeah, is the most fine, appropriate fine, time, fine. Troy. This is like peak time to do this. Yeah. Benny, Benny, Benny. Because the idea, I've said this a couple of times before, so if you've heard me say this before, then I apologise because you hear me repeat myself. The only real issue that I have with Love and 55, apart from the dregs literally just being copies of the hoiks from Love and Monsters, we'll stand by that until the cows come home. They look the exact blooming same. There's, there's no difference between them. So there's that. But they do look cool. Um, they, would like, they were some yes. of the creepiest monsters they added to Doctor Who. Really wish they didn't show them in daylight as much though, because the opening shots of them in the shadows, seeing like the teeth and like the saliva and stuff. Oh, that was yeah, it's, so uncomfortable. It's I loved wild. that. So so good. Um, didn't hate that there was a cat girl. People really seemed to be annoyed about that. She was just just another cat in Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh my but, gosh! I mean, people, oh, fairies are in Doctor Who. Fairies like, in Doctor have Who. You, have you have you seen? Have you seen New like, Earth? Russell? <laughs> well, not <laughs> Russell specifically. He's Russell's not a fairy, but you know what I mean. No, he's not. <laughs> well, we don't know. Actually, we don't know. But I mean, like there was that whole um, in Gridlock was like, oh yeah, there's the kittens. Do yeah. Think, okay, imagine if that was happening in the a human era, woman if, if Chim- and a male if, cat. Had babies, just, had kittens as kids. Imagine for a second if Chibnall had like that was an original Chibnall idea. He would. Be I can roasted. imagine the YouTubers no who, like, who moaned about Jodie's ear and watching that at the time and going, huh, "That's funny." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's genuinely. It. Anyway, that's, oh, so my anyway. only issue is that Jodie's little thirteen, sorry, not Jodie, thirteen's little kind of like lecture at the end. It's it's all well and good being like, "Oh yeah, we need to save the planet." Like I'm glad that's in there, especially like. Praxis was the biggest example of that because it made people uncomfortable, and that's kind of the point. Saying that there's pla- like we all have plastics inside of us, it's a bit in your face, but I don't think it. W- I don't think it was bad. I think it was necessary because I think that's an interesting thing for kids to go to their parents. Is that true, mom, dad? Do we have plastics in us? That's a debate, and that's a really yeah. cool thing. But if you're getting the concepts of time travel in the show wrong, it's. I mean, I'm really getting the nerd glasses emoji here. She was like. This is just one possible future. It's not too late for you to change things and mean this is not how humanity ends up. No, no. Um, unless you go back in time and you do something, that's the future. Yeah. That's what's happened. That's how you landed there. We're not talking yeah. parallel universes here. That we did that with Rose and 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 Rose being a dog in Pete's world. Like we did that. We already did that. You need to go back mm. and change it. So I appreciate that, but. It's just like it loses me there because I'm like you. I know what you're trying to do, but in terms of Doctor Who, it doesn't really land. You know, it doesn't really land. But I guess for the kids again, who would look to their parents and go, "Is this true?" That bit doesn't matter. I'm just a 24 year old yeah. nerd sat in my bedroom without a girlfriend, <laughs> moaning about how time travel is handled in the show. <laughs> like realistically, it isn't that deep. But it's just like since Nerky made that point, I've been like, he's really right. That wasn't handled well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's that good an episode but yeah it's very i don't look at it and think this is like bad i i still don't think there's an unequivocally bad episode of doctor who other than fear her there we go thank you every episode's got like it's good sides to it fear her is just weird even, for pacing. Fear, her, said that even, before. even fear her has i like i like the uh when the doctor runs with the olympic torch isn't that in fear her yeah that's 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 all right but it's ruined like by that. having that's his chest fun. hair out but we've said that about a million times i think people are going to start oh, thinking I, I hung up on i wouldn't say ruined. David Tennant's chest hair, like you're ruined. hung up on james corden so yeah. um 
yeah, I don't think it's an unequivocally bad episode. There's some things that don't make a lot of sense, like the security guard mom sacrificing herself and suddenly being there at the end, and also her and her yeah. daughter fighting off the dregs. Jody going back to the TARDIS and then them not going back to like save them or something. She's just like, no, I'm going to tell you about global warming. But those two people, they're probably they're they're dead. Don't worry about them. They're like, w- w- I need to tell you about global warming. You're like, forget them. They don't matter. Like, there's some choices that are weird. I, but I still look at fifty five and go, that's a pile of garbage. I I I think they also wasted James Buckley. You know, like the in betweeners actor. See, I I didn't bat an eyelid at that because I've never found the in betweeners that funny. I just oh well well. Which probably is like a sacrilegious thing to say in the UK, but I just... That is crazy. I just, that is wild. I never watched it when it was out, and I, I, I just look at it now, I'm like, I think I already outgrew the target audience for it. I don't think it's... Because wow. like, I don't have that nostalgia. I watch it and I go... Well, regardless, he is a comedic actor, and I don't think... He was given like five lines in the Yeah, thing, he wasn't given much to do. And none of them were funny, so <laughs> there you go. Isn't humour subjective, uh, Christy? <laughs> humour is subjective, yes. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about a bad. Let's balance between the good and the bad because I've got the yeah, next yeah, bad let's, on, let's have on, some my, good. on my brain. Oh, okay, let's but have I, some I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that yet. Oh, we, we gotta, you don't? We are not. We are not average, bald British YouTuber screaming about pronouns. We are here to talk about the good as well, Crispy. I still no, find that so funny. Good. It was like just seeing him and being like, I know him. He, he he was annoying about Doctor Who and now everyone's flaming him. I was like, oh. oh. I literally was like, I kicked Karma back. Karma is my I, boyfriend, I took my baby. chair crispy. I pulled it back like that. I got the popcorn out and I was like, oh, delicious. I'm, I'm, you know, I was like, delicious. oh, brilliant. So, um, yeah, I think the next good we should talk about are the best episodes. Okay. okay. Now, I know obviously Timeless Child is a separate thing, but... Haunting of Vildiadati. You mentioned that oh to begin with. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Crispy, tell tell the, the viewing and listening audience why you love the Haunting of Vildiadati so much. Well, here's the thing. With Series 12, they very much hyped up um, what, was, what was going on. We had the surprise reveal of Sasha Dewan. Mm-hmm. We had which was um, them hyping up Orphan 55, which was probably a bad thing. And then they, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had the big, big reveals of Fugitive of the Jadoon. Like, there were a mm-hmm. lot of big surprises. And with Haunting of Villa Diodati, I was not expecting much going into it at all. We had the teeny tiny little seed of an idea of the um, lone Cyberman as per Jack's warning in the Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned uh, Captain as, Jack coming back. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that was huge. That was massive. Insane. But, the yeah, so they, they mentioned that, and we all of us assumed that that was going to be, like, a big thing in the finale. You know, we saw the trailer. We, like, we had this idea that that was all going to happen in the finale. And Haunting of Villa Diodati starts off so strong. We have the whole fam, and that looks like they're really trying... I don't know. It, f- it feels like a really fun story to start mm. off with. I, I've always loved the scene when they're all doing that choreographed dance, and that there's, like, the dialogue bouncing between them, and we're trying to figure out what's going on, and we're learning who's who. And then, out of nowhere, it is revealed that, oh, that, like, the lone Cyberman is here and means trouble. And this is what we've been leading up to. It was, like, one of the... Biggest yeah. oh my gosh moments in a season full of oh my gosh moments. And I just thought it was a really strong story. And it has one of Jodie's best performances as the Doctor. And when she gives that amazing speech that Troy will say for you now. Because sometimes this team structure isn't flat. It's mountainous with me in the summit in the stratosphere alone. Just give you a little bit of it. Just a tiny bit of it. That's good. Uh, it's, 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 an, it's an good amazing speech. speech. She's so good. Yeah, because I like... I think a lot of people, probably rightly so, like Jody is like such an optimistic doc- 
doctor. Like her whole she's thing, amazing. the whole yeah. the whole era of her is just hope, which is great. But I Jody is like she can really, really do anger well as well. And we see that in the finale, but we also get like a glimpse of it here. And I feel like it lands really, really well in this episode. Um and so, so yeah, I it's just it's a top tier episode. Absolutely a top tier episode. Yeah, agreed. Ashad is like one of the most amazing creations of like a villain in Doctor Who. I think the idea of a half converted so Cyberman who still has a little bit of that kind of like morality almost, but not quite. Still has a bit of the emotion, but it's kind of like challenge channeling it into hate, a bit like a Dalek. Yeah. Like the the kind of the way that works is so fascinating to me. And I mean, you can argue whether the Cybermen have been good or bad, like or like badly used, sorry, over like the previous eleven series and different stories. But like whether you know it or not, the Cybermen are very like typical. When they show up, they want to either kill people or upgrade them. It's one or the other. They kind of have the same goal, yeah. whatever happens. And it felt like it was just seeing a twist on that, something new and something different. And I think the way it was written and executed was brilliant. And we have to again give credit to Maxine Alston for that. Because I don't think it oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't Maxine Alston and Chris Chibnall. It was just Maxine Alston. I think wasn't it, it? I think it's just Maxine. I'm sure that she would have been the given the most by by Chibnall. Yeah, be like, you need a shot in there, please. But she just went for it, and I think yeah, one of the strongest writers of the Chibnall era would happily have her back in RTD. I think one Thank of the strongest you. writers in, in Doctor Who. Full honestly. stop. Yeah, full, full stop. stop. Like she's up there. Yeah. Because you have like your Stephen Moffat, your Rusty Davies, but like in terms of like guest writers if you were to rank them out like i don't remember every guest writer's name i'll be completely frank with you but i guarantee you maxine alston would be in the top three if not at the top spot yeah, she, because she, she comes really up in is just for sure like in terms of non-showrunner writers she's probably at the top because like she was so good with horns of villa diodati and village of the angels she just knows how to write good who and i really think if russell doesn't bring her back at some point it will be a wasted opportunity because she was amazing she was very very mm. very 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 good and, Absolutely, yeah. Happily have a back. And like the whole episode was just brilliant. I think it really, like, it used some of the companions better. I don't quite remember what Ryan was doing in this in this episode, which is uh, something to speak for the larger well, series, and that is the bad we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But, like Graham <laughs> had his little bit with like the haunting of like the ghosts that we don't get an answer yeah, to, which the, I kind the, of the like in a way. Haunting. It's like oh, it's like as do I. Yeah, it's like it's so good. Oh, the ghosts real. It's like it's like almost like a non-issue compared to everything else in the episode, and he's just like. What, so did I see a ghost then? She's giving me cheese and set ham sandwich or something, you know? Like, I just love hmm. that that bit. I love that Mandip gets the little conversation with Mary Shelley. And it's almost, it's like, it's one of the first big kind of like Thasmin hints as well, which you may not oh, pick, yes, a, yeah, pick up yeah, on yeah. at the time. But like, especially looking back, you go, oh, oh, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, because she says oh. my person's a bit different. Because she's taught, because Mary Shelley's taught about like Percy and how he's a bit you know, a bit strange, a bit odd, but she loves him, blah, 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 or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly what she says. And she goes, do you have a person like that? And, and Yaz is like, my person's a bit different. And it's like, yeah. are you saying mm. you're besties? Or are you saying that you, uh, that you, mm, oh, who you like? You know, mm. are, are you saying, mm. oh, 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 oh. are you saying that you're not a bad date? You know what I mean? Um, not a bad date, am I? So like they get moments as well. I like this focus on some companion stuff as well. And Jody just gets some absolutely amazing bits to do especially with the shad absolutely it's a great episode and I, and I think probably out of all the episodes that's probably the best one probably yeah of, it's of hard because I love Feature the Jadoon Feature the Jadoon is absolutely brilliant but it's fun I it's think popcorn part of what makes Feature the Jadoon cinema, so good is the shock value and it's yes. not it's not even a shock that wears off it's still like an amazing oh my god moment even when you know what's coming which is great but I don't mm. feel like Haunting of Villa Dati is good because of shock moments. It's a great shock moment when you see the lone Cyberman, but everything else is yes. just 
it, the plot. It's the plot is like, oh wow, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for the no, love of who mentioned, Ryan gets challenged to a duel in Haunting of the Lady Darcy. So yeah, the companions all have a key moment. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to Ryan did have something happening in the episode, but he just couldn't come to mind for it's some like reason. The one thing he did all series? Yeah, well, like that, and, that and be like, orphan, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get my basketball in the hoop next time. And then just 10 episodes it's later, just, absolutely no setup. Swish! It's such a shame because... He's definitely a talented actor, but mm-hmm. my goodness, he did not need to be in series twelve. Let's let's get there in a minute. Let's get there in a minute, mate. Because oh <laughs> oh oh. So, views of the Jadoon. Uh, we've literally had yes. people commenting, by the way, recently who've been like, um, "Oh, uh, why are you guys so mean on on Captain Jack? Why do you guys let's let's just say it right now? John Barrowman's yeah. not made it easy. That's that's all it no. is. That's all it is. No. Okay. This is the man who went to see a film in the cinema, didn't like it, came back out and demanded the cinema refund him. Oh, I, no, it's just, it's oh, a shame. I it's will never shame forget that he did that. Like, it's just like the most entitled thing. Like, it's not the main problem with him. It's just like, that is like a like tantamount to how his behaviour has been the last couple of years. He's, yeah. yeah. No, he's, We're not I, going I into We're, it because it's a whole thing. Okay, we've, we've, we've restated it a million yeah. times. Look it up if you want to we'll know. Sep- we'll, separate, we'll separate the art from the actor. Exactly. Um, Captain Jack so, yeah. turning up. I remember because I don't think I quite oh, watched huge. the episode live. I think we were like twenty minutes behind. So like, yeah. I sat, I sit down a moment. I was like, there is something trending on Twitter with relation to Doctor Who, and if it's what I think it is, I'm going to lose my mind because <laughs> it was like two thousand tweets, Captain Jack, and I was like, that can't be a no. He wouldn't. No, no, no. And then you hear, don't seriously, not a muscle, and you go. What? <laughs> did you? Did you? So you, you had it slightly spoiled for yes, you? Yes, I did. My mum didn't, but I did. Oh, your poor thing. I I remember I was watching it um in like oh, how do I? I don't even know if I can show you this. So I have my oh. second monitor here. Um, oh, I don't know if I can show you it. It's like it's a really small monitor. The green screen on your palm. Are you ever going to turn that off? No, I won't. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a really really small monitor here. Okay. And I was watching it in my bed. And, like, I could barely see the episode. Not like now when I have this beautiful big projector in my room and yeah. I can watch yeah, Doctor yeah. Who properly. But I was wa- I was watching the episode and, you know, I really enjoyed the week before with Nikola Tesla, which is something we can talk about as well. Um, but I wasn't expecting much from this. I was like, oh, yeah, the Jujuna back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then as soon as I heard that, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I freaked out. I was like pacing up and down the room be like yo what is happening here what like, is like me on? with Anakin yesterday like so yeah mm. everyone in the chat let us know what your reaction and, like, was he was when that just happened. as good like like it was just Captain Jack all over again absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant no. like amazing and I was I was sad to see him not show up again later in series 12 it felt like that was where it was going but then you kind of realise he was giving a warning because he wouldn't be there and then he showed up later yeah. anyway. and people, I, I love how people already started theorising being like why is he in a slightly different like why is he in, in the like a challenge for a different week of Doctor Who like he was on a, in a challenge video on YouTube and it was like he looked oh, yeah. slightly different to how he did in Fugitive and they were like is he Hang on in a, a different episode and then of course yeah, pe- people kind of evolution so yeah um, unless, unless you're bloody George Sheard Ace Creeper, let's just yeah, shout him out for a second. Set. Yeah, yeah, he got invited to the set and had the whole reveal spoiled for him. Yeah. I, which think, is I think cool. in that case it'd be worth it, wouldn't it? It would be worth yeah, it. Yeah, it would be worth it. It would be worth it. Um, but yeah, so that, that episode was brilliant. But also, just like my, one of my favourite things about that episode 
almost, pardon me, sorry, almost inconsequential. The Jejun mouth movements were on, oh, yeah. just on top form. Like, they actually moved now. I think it might have been a bit of CGI, like, with the Sea Devil stuff, but it felt like they were actually saying what I think it looked better hearing. than the Sea Devils, most definitely. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I mean, like, in the way that they had a bit of CGI to touch up the Sea Devils, like, when they were talking, because they were, like, bloating their yeah. necks. That same kind of tech, maybe, to move the mouth in time with the words, but mm. it actually looked perfect, unlike the Sea Devils, where it was a bit like, yeah, I know what you're doing, but it's it's all right. Like, in Smith and no, Jones, the mouth movements are pretty close, but you can tell it's just a thing where they're like, Open, yeah. open, move a bit to the side, open, open. Like you can tell, bro, 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 you can bro. see the elastic bands behind the camera that are like stretching yeah. to make that happen. Whereas in Fugitive, I was watching it like, that's really blowing good. That's really well done. I remember being really <laughs> blown away by that. The second that like, like they took the helmet off and the, the mouth started moving, I was like, wow, okay, that's great. So that was amazing. Nah, there, there's, but, some, there's some good practical stuff in but crispy. series 12. Yeah, mate. Ruth, the Fugitive Doctor. I, oh. I, absolutely amazing absolutely amazing great just a, a missed opportunity for because for, like after series 12 she just becomes the cameo doctor it's nothing she but does cameos from I think, here I think on out i wouldn't mind that except every cameo that she has she's not there as herself she's either a flashback yeah, it's a, or it's a hologram a, it's a different, or a manifestation or a holog- of consciousness like we only yeah. see her in the flesh Gosh, it's a nerdy show, isn't it? in that episode hmm which, just, Which is a shame. It's a wasted opportunity. And, like, and not even because I know people are arguing about, oh, you know, it's the first, like, black doctor. That's a big, big thing. They need to be championing that. That is true. But even yes. just separating that, the fact that they were like, here's a new doctor, and they don't really play into that. Like, it's not, it's not like John Hurt's war doctor because he was very much there as a one and done thing. They explored everything he needs to know. He didn't need to show up again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that whole thing. It felt like felt that doctor was used more as a plot device than an actual doctor which worked for that episode but it never being really followed up on and giving us a concrete answer i do think was a waste realistically yeah no I, I'll, I'll agree with you there but regardless as as we say yeah great performance oh, joe martin was absolutely like, fantastic it, 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 it has us wanting more so that 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 says, says it all right I yeah think. and i still mm. I, she, she's still, still someone i desperately need to meet I'm like next con she does i'll make sure i go and Get some oh, photos. Absolutely. You know, it'll absolutely. be a, be a, be a be good great. time. Be, be a good time. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Which, oh, didn't even mention, folks, Big the big Comic-Con news. Karen Gillan oh. is going to London Comic-Con in November. I just realised I never mentioned it. She's extremely expensive. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but I was already going to that Comic-Con anyway to meet the Emperor in McDermott. So, uh... Let's just say I am selling some more pop vinyls. I am making it work. And if anyone's going to, <laughs> I, legit, I legitimately am selling pop vinyls to make this work. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, get it done. Um, but yeah, if anyone's going to London Comic Con in November, you know, feel free to say hi. I'm also, by the way, in case anyone ever wants to meet me at a con, I'm going there and I'm also going to Liverpool Comic Con in October. So if anyone ever sees me at a con, please come and say hi. That would be lovely. Same with Crispy in Australia. I mean, you got people coming up to you, didn't you? Which was lovely. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I met some really, really cool people. We don't at, bite. Um, we're, we're nice cons. people. Apart from when you say to Crispy that you don't like uh, Australians, or you mention shrimps or Barbies, he gets very upset. Or Series 6 opener. Sucks. I said that purely to annoy you. <gasps> there you go. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, so Karen, I just thought I'd mention that because I, re- I realised, like, Doc 2 conventions, I was like, yeah, Karen Gillan. So my mum said she read something online saying she'd not been to a UK convention in, like, 10 years. I was like, that can't be what? true. There's no way that's true. And I looked up on, like, I think it's called Rostercon, it, like, like, details, previous appearances. It only went back to, like, 2016, but they were all American. Like, every Comic-Con she'd been to in the last half a dozen wow. plus years was in America. Well, she lives She lives there now. Uh, exactly. So I was, like, looking, going, <laughs> she's not 
wow. Like, like, wow. Like, so she's probably going to sell out, I would imagine. Um, oh, absolutely. She unfortunately, will. though, it's, huge, it's Showmasters. Man. And as I've said, they may have got a bit better, but bear in mind for anyone who wants to go, Showmasters do not let you buy autographs ahead of time. So as a warning now, this is a PSA. I don't know if we have like an alarm sound effect. If you want to carry and give uh, an autograph... Last week had an alarm sound effect. Oh, that's very true. We did. We did. Mm. But just for anyone wondering, if you do want to meet Karen Gillan, you want an autograph, either A, buy the Diamond Pass. It's hideously expensive and it's a, a massive buy-in, but it does give you a much better chance. Well, guarantees it, otherwise you'd be begging for a refund. Or B, get to the con so early that it isn't even sunlight. Because the way they operate it is they give you tickets when you get to the con. And like obviously, they have to prioritise Diamond Passes. And as they did with Jody, they sold far more passes than they should have done. So not many people who didn't buy a pass got an autograph with Jody. So if you get there very early and get a raffle ticket, you should be okay. But if you get there any time after, like, 10 o'clock, you are screwed. Like, just realistically. Yeah. So please, please bear that in mind because they just don't let you pre-order autographs. And I really don't know why. No other con does this. It's so dumb. But keep it in mind, folks. Get That's on all it. I want to say. Get on it. Exactly. So there's your little PSA for the Comic Con goers because I want to make sure people don't get screwed over because like i said my mum would have been screwed over by the jody thing had she not been coming along with me for the diamond pass thing she wouldn't have got an autograph so it's just very well, very sucky go. it's very very sucky so please bear that in mind anyway that was a side note any other key episodes you want to talk about from series 12 that are worth mentioning crispy we've been going for like an uh, nearly now already we got plenty more to talk about yeah so we, good well we've got like a million fan exactly responses to that's read. what i'm thinking about we've got a lot to read there I just want to say thank you to Series 12 for introducing us to Sasha Dewan as well. Oh, yeah. That I mean, was... I've gone on record so many times about that twist being one of the best cliffhangers in end oh, of Doctor Who. I don't need to say fantastic. it again. He is it's fantastic. absolutely amazing, a phenomenal actor and an absolutely triumphant master. And I really hope it's not the last we see of him. It probably will be, unless we get like a world enough in time where they bring back old masters. I think no, I Russell, if he brings back the master anytime soon, which he may well not. I mean, it's a very common thing. People do not want the master back now. We've had a lot yeah. of the master over the last like half a dozen years, so I understand people wanting a break. But if he does bring the master back, I imagine it's going to be someone different. I, I do think yeah. so. We'll see. Not for a few years. Yeah, probably. not for a few. <laughs> flash, we'll flash forward to like series fourteen, episode two. It's like the master's yeah. back. Oh, for goodness sake! Oh gosh, <laughs> turn it off. Oh, honestly. Well, nah, is that mysterious character called the Duchess, right? Played by Indira Varma. I think is how you say mm. her name. And people are like, is that the oh, Rani? Yeah, everyone's. Everyone's like, oh, Ronnie. It's the Ronnie. Ronnie. It's the Ronnie. We've not seen her since Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Maybe she is, Stop. but let's just let's just like not theorize one thing for once. Please. Okay. Please. Hey, Troy, you want to read out some comments with me? Yes, I do. Let's do it. Well, do we not want to talk about the more... Oh, d- oh okay. <laughs> what? I mean, we, I, we still have, I still have a bad to, to discuss and also a, a good... So do you want to do those first? Or do you want to do all these things? It's up, it's up to no, you. No, hit me with both of those. All right. Hit me with both of those. All right, the other bad. The other bad. Companions. Oh. The hell was going on there, man? What What was going oh, on? I don't know. We've said this already. Like, Graham and Ryan's grandson-grandfather arc was patched up at the end of Series 11, and there wasn't really anything to add to their characters in Series 12, aside from... Graham being afraid that his cancer would come back, which was a one-and-done thing in one episode and was also quite the debate online over the whole I'm still socially awkward thing. Do we want yeah, to touch ridiculous. on that, or are we just going to let that one go? Well, I just think it was a really miscalculated scene. I do, too. I understand what they were going mm-hmm. for in hindsight, mm-hmm. but 
as it was translated on screen, like, geez, Louise. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> there's several people who've said, like, I know Chris Chibnall's gone on, on record saying that he kind of tried to put some autistic traits into 13th Doctor. Kind of, you yeah, saw yeah, the, the yeah, Doctor's exactly. like a bit That's of like an autism identifying character. And I've seen a lot of people on, on Twitter being like, I'm autistic as well. And this is kind of like what I'd be. So like, I get what he was going for. I just think separate from that, the way it was portrayed was maybe not the, the best. I don't think no. it was the best no. message to like the average well. viewer. Like, you know what I mean? Like the average kid who goes, what am I supposed to say in that situation? It's like, you know, like just some words of hope and often the best thing, you know? And I, I feel like they could have been. I know what they were going for s- with you on that. However. I don't know because thirteen was so hopeful. Exactly. The whole series. Yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. To me, but that's okay. Point being, aside from that, and aside from as I said, Ryan in the first episode being like, "I'll get the basketball in next time," and then just magically threw a ball in the last episode and was like, "Swish." Swish. Is there anything that happens with those two characters, like at all? I couldn't. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's much that happens with Yaz realistically know. either. But like the but the what does happen with her? And again, it is one episode and done but and I think it's much better me, yeah. is the the suicide like as dark as is the suicide plot line from Can You Hear Me because that was yeah. so well done I no, absolutely that, that loved well how handled. that was done with the, the police officer in the 50p being like you know, you know I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you now this will get better and you know I want you to come back to my door and, and, and give me a 50p was it for a coffee or something I can't quite remember she was like you give me the 50p uh, and then grim, it shows it? you her giving her the 50p later like it was so so phenomenally done like that whole bit mm. was amazing, but just generally, I think the cracks started to show with having too many companions in the Jodie era. Like it was bad in series eleven, Absolutely. we said, because it felt like a, a balancing act that wasn't ever quite handled right overall. But in series twelve, the, a lot of the times it feels like they're just kind of there, which just oh, sucks. Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a much Abs- more Time Lord Gallifrey Doctor focused series arc, which already doesn't help that situation. Yeah, but then when you've which got alienates three the people companions. following you around that aren't doing much. It's like I remember, I remember a YouTuber by the name of Crispy Pro did a video. It was like, "Why the fam doesn't work?" Oh, yeah. And I was like, "I was like, oh, that was a good video. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a good video. What it does, it does. There, there was so much potential mm. with it, and I think like everyone, the main point of that video was like introduce them slowly, individually, throughout yeah. those two series. You didn't need them. Like you could have had, like we've already said it a million times. Have episode one, the woman who fell to earth, play out exactly how it was, but maybe have just Ryan go off. And then Graham comes along, and then Yaz comes along, and then yada yada yada, and yeah. then kill them off one by one. Anyway, hashtag crispy for showrunner, hashtag Troy for executive showrunner. I thought it was Troy for Doctor. Wow. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Troy for Doctor. Whatever you want, mate. You can have it. All right. What's your good then? The good. Well, I wanted to talk about the Timeless Child. I just thought we could talk about that for a little bit. The what? Sorry. The time. Oh, don't do it again. Not again. Not again. No. Not again. Not again. I'm kidding. Not again. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the timeless child crispy the actual reveal everything the reveal of it what it is what it means oh, what do you think um, look i'm indifferent about it i think it will be one of those weird little things in doctor who's history they recently addressed it in doctor who magazine and they kind of like left it a bit ambiguous yeah some people what, say it like began with believe. the timeless child some people say it began yeah. with william hartnell which blah, is blah, exactly blah. the way it's going to be played out, you know? But I mean, to be fair, um, the Doctor did technically start with William Hartnell because that was when they were called yeah, the exactly. Doctor. They weren't called the Doctor during the Everything's, Timeless Child stuff, so both work realistically. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine, guys. Don't even worry about it. I, I'm indifferent towards it. I think it. the I, idea I, that it, it, it breaks and ruins the canon 
it's something I, I mean I stood by again it was around the time watching all people who were like trashing on it so it didn't help but I said to you at the time I bounced between this is a cool twist to this is terrible to this is really good and I've been at this is really good now for about three and a bit years because I, I really like that sometimes you get to find out a little bit more about a character you get to get this kind of like interesting angle that's added to the character that's gives you a bit more backstory tells you something you weren't expecting but it also doesn't necessarily feel shoehorned in it's not like a thing of do you know what let's just add something about the doctor like it's an actual interesting concept that i felt thought was very kind of like indicative of the time lords the time lords are not portrayed to be the best people in the world like the higher up people of gallifrey and the idea that they found this kid and went oh they can regenerate let's just hijack that power and use it for ourselves that seems very time lord like i i, I can be like oh, yeah. hear that and i'm like that does not surprise me like, I totally get it. And I think there was a debate for a while about how it ruined the legacy of William Hartnell. And I really don't think it does. And it's it's like what I just said, right? The, doc the Doctor became the Doctor with William Hartnell. That was the name they chose. It wasn't like Tektion found that kid at the gateway and went, you're called the Doctor now. You can regenerate? Giz. Like, it, 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 what wasn't how it worked. I yeah, think but Joe, Joe Martin was a pre-Hartnell Doctor. Oh, God, the debates the about the future Doctor. Like, I really, honestly, that's one thing I wish Chris Chibnall had just come out and said, she's pre-Hartnell. Because the amount of people who go, she's yeah. before John Pertwee. And I'm like, I, 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 what? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it's just like, can I debates over I, it, man. Go on. I've just, I've found a really, really interesting uh, comment here from the Twitter oh. um, about the Timeless Child. Okay. This is from Mark, and I want your thoughts on this. Okay. They said the Timeless Child was an attempt to add mystery to a character that by defining the Doctor instead took mystery and wonder away so they're saying like the idea of the timeless child was to add mystery but in doing so kind of took a bit of that mystery away what do you think about that i disagree because before that there wasn't really a mystery about where the doctor came from you can't the take... whole thing is it's called doctor who yeah no, 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 no. but like, we know the doctor was the born show. on gallifrey grew up a time lord and, and stole a police box and ran away there's not really a, a mystery as to you know where was the, where did the doctor come from who were who was the doctor no they were, they were just where did the doctor come from exactly where they did the they time go lord from gallifrey that was all we knew there where did they really come a, from a mystery it was just that's a fact we don't know much about it i think it only yeah. added mystery which was inter intriguing I, I get what they're saying oh. but i just don't i don't know i just I, thought it was an interesting comment oh very much no 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 and uh, also the other big argument is about how it ruins the concept of regeneration the idea yeah. of you know how, why did matt smith be like oh i've run out of regenerations now there's a couple of theories, because obviously the idea is the timeless child can regenerate infinitely. Now, option one, the Doctor can still regenerate infinitely, which in a way is great, because it means that we never have to worry about explaining and running out of cycles again, if we ever get there. Which, to be fair, they may have already done that with Capaldi. They may have given him... With Matt Smith, another regeneration cycle is what he said, but it could have been like 50 regenerations. We don't know. Point being, that's option number one. The Doctor can still regenerate infinitely. If that's the case, why did Matt Smith not like not know he could regenerate why did matt smith not suddenly start regenerating when he got too old it may have been he was literally on death's door and would have started regenerating anyway and the time was just went let's give this a bit of a nudge and just sent some energy to kick it off do you know what yeah, i mean it could knows. have been that you could Gosh, easily hand wave that away. can you imagine trying to explain this to someone who had never seen exactly Doctor who before the can other option though is that when because we know obviously the fugitive doctor was like an agent for the division because people argue that we didn't find out enough about the division i think what we found out was more than adequate i've seen people complaining going we didn't know enough no we did it's just they didn't give you every single answer they left a bit of it open to interpretation and i think that's fine yeah but the idea that the division was this early organization of the time lords that was created so they could control aspects in the universe they probably shouldn't have been doing and the doctor was an agent for them and eventually was like i'm not going there anymore i'm not doing that 
actually, to be fair, that means the Doctor was the Doctor before William Hartnell, but our Doctor was William Hartnell because Joe's Martin's Doctor had her mind wiped. Mm. Right, that was the idea. She was brought out of Division. Yeah, like, we'll, right. let, we'll let you leave Division. Eventually they did, but they wiped her mind and made her a base talent. It could have been when they did that and wiped her mind, they could have also done to her what they did to every other Time Lord in limiting the regenerations to 13. Bruh. They could have done it. You, they could have done it. You amaze me. You know, I, like this, this, I, my mind's been baking on this stuff for like three years. Like There are easy cooking. ways you can hand wave this stuff around, right? Which I know is very funny me saying that despite me having a big issue with the whole time travel thing at the end of Orphan 55. <laughs> you finish, you can just hand wave that as well. So maybe that's not as big of an issue. But like the point is, like I think it's interesting we got this new bit of information about the Doctor. If you don't like it, you can just ignore it. It's a great thing. You don't have to sit here and be like, well, now we have to always think about the timeless child. You don't. If you're not that fussed by it, just forget it. You know, it is what it is. You can like, like people headcanon things all, all the time. But yeah. I think for people who, like me who are just really interested about hearing a bit more about the character and getting a bit more of the intrigue and there being extra layers you didn't know about, I think that can only be a good thing. It's fascinating. So, there you go. There's there's my thoughts. Wow. There's Troy's thoughts, Crispy. Wow. Troy's thoughts. I'm glad you got that off your chest, mate. Thank you. I'm glad you got Now, let's read some comments, please. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, it's a big segment. So, I read out all the showrunner ones. I want you to, to give me the creme de la creme. What have the Crispy Pro Twitter followers been saying about Series okay. 12? Okay, this one is from Tom, and they have said, Series 11 was the soft restart, and Series 12 got us back into action. Spyfall was so exciting on first viewing. Although it may be diverse, I I really like this season for what it was. Absolutely. That's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Series 11, what that was the idea. Trying to restart, and then Series 12 really kind of kicked things up a gear mm-hmm. in that way. Hmm. Interesting. Well said. Interesting. This one is from uh, Aria, and they've said, I love what it brings, but will always be a little sad that they didn't try to improve on what Series 11 attempted. It feels like a more cheeky nod to what matters in Doctor Who overall and also gives so many brilliant layers to 13. What do you, I'm trying to figure out what they mean by didn't try to improve on what Series 11 attempted. What did it attempt? To do no monsters, no returning monsters. Yeah, I don't know. Which I no, don't, don't don't try and improve on that, please. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh here we oh we have a donation. We do, Connor, Connor McCray. Gorian Vis Visnik, I think is how you say it. Goran Visnik as Tesla is the best one episode performance in all of Doctor Who, hands down. Wow. So much passion in his presence made me watch Timeless. Oh, to show he's yeah, in, wow. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, his performance is Nikola Tesla. Like they, I think he said he went loads oh. of research about it. Like Underrated episode Tesla and was yeah, absolutely was, amazing. That was really standout. Like the, you know, sometimes we get uh, guest stars on and Doctor Who Indra playing the Queen the of the Skithrax, who was Rani yes, in Sergeant yes, Adventures. Yes, Rani, Rani. And also is Sasha um, Dawn's girlfriend, which I, I love that. There's like uh, all these like different this, connections. It's so. It's, I love this. I love this. So about there's this a real spin-off universe. Like how David Tennant yeah, no, his daughter. I mean, what? What? Huh? Married to his daughter, huh? the Doctor's daughter, who is Married also the daughter the of the fifth Doctor. Like. Doctor Who really is. It's it's a, it's a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey families. There you stuff. Go. There stuff. You go. Stuff. Um, but yeah, great performance, great episode. Agreed. This well, one is from. Yes, thank you. This one is from Grace, and they say I actually like the Timeless Children, and I think it does something amazing for the Doctor and the Master as characters. Shame no one else agrees. There's some people that would agree with you. Hi. I do. By the way, I still stand by that as a concept, it would have been better if the Master was a timeless child. I stand by that. Much as it's an interesting thing for the the Doctor, if you made it the Master, it also would have explained why he burnt all of Gallifrey. 
because I still think him destroying the entire planet was very stupid when the Time Lords were the ones responsible. Like, even for a psychotic person like the Master, killing all the innocent people on Gallifrey? Because yeah, you got to remember, in case on, you don't mate. know, not every person on Gallifrey is a Time Lord. That's, like, a class, a society. It's like the upper-class Gallifreyans. <laughs> like, that is literally how it works, though, isn't it, right? Like, not every person born on Gallifrey can regenerate. It's just the Time Lords. So, like... Yeah. No, killing true. all the, the like the the I hate to say it but like the lower class people as well is like why why would you do that well we never know it all happened off screen we saw a, a burnt down citadel yeah and we're not even talking about line. the fact that you know it was just like so annoying that Gallifrey was brought back by Moffat and then Chibnall was like I, I'm a blow it up again <laughs> see ya see ya yeah, it's out it's out Russell bring it back please thank you okay uh, what else have people been saying um, someone has said, uh, Haunting is the best... This is from Zara, sorry. Haunting is the best episode of 13's era, never mind series 12. The less said about the rest of the series, the better. Ooh. Oh, dear. Oh, so you only like Haunting? they're a Tame Impala fan or something. Oh, nice. Oh, here we go. This is from The Static Sky, and they said, It was definitely a series that happened between series 11 and 13. It was definitely a series that happened, yeah. Also. It was, absolutely was. Um, here we go, this is from Branko, and they say the most nothing of the three Chibnall series IMO. Ooh, that's tough. That's a tough one. I don't know if I agree with that I one. Don't, I don't, people saying series 12 definitely some, series 11 even, is... Even haunting like, alone, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. no. Um, all right, let's have a look. This is from... Captain Kitchener, and they say most parts were incredible, like the master reveal, the fugitive doctor, but it's some, uh, but it's somewhat let down by the timeless child. I love the premise, but hate the fact that it went nowhere. Hmm. Troy? That's what I said, right? People say that it wasn't followed up very well, and we could talk about this a bit more in flux, but yeah, like, the idea was not... Like, like Christian will said this as well. The idea was not I'm going to give you every single piece of information about the Doctor. The idea is, I'm opening this up. If showrunners want to do something with it in the future, that's fine. If they don't, whatever. But, like, it gives you just a bit more flexibility to the Doctor as a character. Like, it now allows you to go, here's a Doctor we don't know, and it be a bit more like, oh, well, this is from Timeless Child era. This is another Doctor that we don't know yeah. about. And you could you could have that surprise. Yeah. I mean, John Boyega's out here saying he wants to be a Doctor for an episode. Why not make him a Timeless Child Doctor? That'd be sick. Yeah, you could easily wave it away then without Russell having to go... What do I do? Oh, I'll do what Moffat did. I'll show him between McGann and Eccleston. That'll, that'll, yeah, there we go. We'll do that. Like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to worry. Mm. Mm. Okay, this one is from William, and they've said, at times, it feels like a cheap imitation of the RTD era. What? But I think, but I think the standalone episodes are better than series 11, but the arc heavy episodes just don't work for me. I don't know whether Haunting of Villa Diodati counts as an arc or a standalone, but it's my favourite. So even in this scenario, Haunting is still the best. Phone is ringing now in my house. Why is everyone trying to interrupt me today? I'm not picking it up, like, but... um, It's funny if you think about it, if you actually just take the the arc-heavy episodes of Series 12, you have flux, basically, in terms of length. Oh, wow. I might do... I might watch it as that Yeah, 1, 2, 5, 8, 9, and 10. Six episodes... Is that your phone number? Is that why it was ringing just before? Anyway, so uh, any other comments you want to read out to finish this off? Uh, Yes. Uh, This is from Michael, and it um, almost sounds like he's describing our podcast. Uh, Starts (gasps) well, ends poorly. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, great. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode 75 <laughs> Who's There, Doctor Pod. Are we ending on that? Uh, I can end on a more positive one if you want. No, we'll end it there. It's fine. It's fine. Well, should we end with a teaser, Crispy? Because we have something coming next week. Oh. Do you want to talk about this? Oh. Quick, before we finish uh. up. Come on. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Build next, it up. Come on. Next week, we kind of have... Drum roll. ...a special guest. We do. Oh, no, that's, that's the not the one. right drum. <laughs> Here's the joke, guys. we got a guest. Here's the joke. we got a guest. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen, next week we have a guest. We have an interview. That's been done. <gasps> we and do. you're going to see it for the we first do. time. Mark Shepard also known as Canton Everett Delaware the Third, Very exciting. Uh, we'll be on Who's There? A Doctor Who podcast. Uh, a few months ago, I was fortunate enough to speak with him at a con. We, we had uh, quite the lengthy chat about one of, if not my favourite episode of all time, The Impossible Astronaut slash Day of the Moon. Um, and you guys are going to get that interview exclusively next week on the Who's There Doctor Who podcast channel. So it's pretty exciting stuff, and that's what's hip-hop happening around yeah. the place. But it's going to be part of a larger yeah. episode, is it not, Crispy? Yes, indeed. We will be also chatting about The Impossible Astronaut, which is, yeah, as I've said, holds a very, very special place in my heart. And I'm just over the moon thinking about... Uh, next week because yeah. it's going to be um, unlike so what we did with looking back on the series we're going to uh, be watching the episodes the pair of them correct yeah. mm-hmm. oh to I was going to say just, just the first one oh really I don't know how long oh yeah, yeah. I don't know okay alright we just could the first try one. just the first one just the first one yeah um, but we're going to be watching it together and then we're going to be talk- yep. doing our recording talking about it showing the interview and for those of you wondering can we see the watch along for it Stay yeah. tuned because there will be a way. Stay tuned for that. We will mention Stay it next week. Stay tuned for that. We'll mention it next mm. week. Mm. Mm. What a tease. Indeed. What a tease. Very exciting. But yeah, so, but yeah, just so get, it's going to be a good episode next, next week, week for 76. Exciting. Oh, I'm very, Looking very forward excited. To it. Looking forward I'm to very it. Very excited. All right. So we're going to leave it there. So thank you all very much for watching episode 75. We're three quarters of the way to the big 100. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. It's crazy, isn't I it? I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. We're going to leave it there. It's, it's, a, it's a big cliffhanger. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all next Saturday in episode 76 where we get our Mark Shepard interview. We talk about the Impossible Astronauts having just watched it, share our thoughts, and it will be, as long as you guys want it, a start of a new series. Because looking back on the series is coming to an end. Okay? We won't have this monthly feature in two months' time. No. It'll be gone. No. It'll be gone. Okay? Because next month is Flux... I might actually just watch those six episodes, to be honest, before we talk about it for that one. I really, really kind of want to do that. Um, and then we'll have, looking back on the Series 13 specials in November, right before the 60th. We're almost there oh, now. We are two oh, months away from the specials. It. I can't believe it. We, it's I, happening. I, I don't want to blow our horn too much, but we have done well having a weekly podcast oh, all this time. We've we've, tr- we've sold it on. I can't on. believe it. I mm. can't believe it. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all in episode 76 next week where we have the Mark Shepard interview, Impossible Astronaut, Watch Along, Discussion, all sorts of cool stuff. Until then, it's goodbye from Crispy. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you all in episode 76. Alan Z, baby. Um, Wait. Did say, someone say, uh, timeless child? I'm kidding. Alon Z, everyone. Have a bloody good time. See you later. See you later, mate. See you later. Doing Australian accents. Bye.